If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And thank you, Picker. I like hearing that song first thing here on Sunday morning. And good morning to all you listeners out there. My name is R.T. Lowe, and you're listening to For Your Information here on Cox Radio. For Your Information is a public affairs program, and we try to have someone on from the community that kind of keep us informed about things that are happening. And I have a great guest today. He's been on a, a few times with us, and it's mainly... Besides him being a nice guy, he's got one whale of a job. So his name is Tom Branch, and he is the coordinator for the Liberty County Emergency Management and Homeland Security. And if he's still on the telephone line, I'm still here. Good morning. Glad to be here. It's uh, it is a pretty good morning. I I tell you, Tom. Uh, he and I were trying to get this done, and the Microsoft and Dell conspired against us and it took forever for the computer to update but we're, we're finally getting to it and it, it it was funny you and i were talking about you know things like that in today's modern world it's one of the little problems that we do have to put up with but uh security is something uh that the computers worry about and it's something you worry about all the time is in homeland security co- coordinator and director right that's correct. We, uh, we oversee the Office of Emergency Management. Of course, everybody knows, as we've talked about before, the county judge has the, he is the director by statute. He's the director of emergency management, which includes our homeland security planning. So we do all of the homeland security planning for the county as far as our response uh, capabilities and assisting the response agencies. We don't do the law enforcement. We're not ICE. We're not uh, those kind of guys are out in the field doing those kind of enforcement issues are doing those investigations. We're the guys that are helping in the background, make sure that our plans are in place, that we can communicate with these folks and assist them in their jobs. So, And computerization has made that job, uh, it makes our day-to-day lives much easier, but it sure makes the risk uh, of an issue occurring much higher. Well, obviously, uh, hacking and things like that have been in the news a lot lately. I'm not wanting to go into that particular area, politics and all, but hacking, whether it's on a uh, an irritating scale or it can be in a deadly scale, can it? Well, it can, and you know, it's even even just the, as you said a minute ago, some of, even the things that happened, what happened a while ago with the with your system while we're trying to get everything going, all of a sudden we're so used to having these computers ready to go at our fingertips when, uh, when we need them that any kind of interruption like those updates or a power outage or anything at all uh, creates havoc with us. So the, the, the criminal element, I guess you might want to say, whoever folks that want to intentionally do that, whether it's for some uh, unlawful purpose or just to mess somebody's computer up, they're always out there, and they're always you know, looking to, to uh, cause you a problem, you or, you or I or someone else a problem. And they, there's so many ways that uh, people can can cause major problems. And talking about the Homeland Security, uh, 
one of the things we kind of take take for granted, obviously, but it they kind of keep these things put in out of the way places where we don't see them every day. Well, for example, uh, power uh, places where they generate electricity. Uh, there's very few that we pass on a regular basis, but we have to have those things scattered all over our area because we have a lot of uh, people out here that need it. We do. And, you know, we, we have all of the Of course, you have your power generation uh, locations. You also have your water supplies. You have uh, all kinds of infrastructure out there that has to be protected by local agencies, and some of those uh, areas are under the Department of Homeland Security at the federal level. So they've got jurisdiction over looking at these things, certain computer grids, all all of these energy companies are working with uh, these agencies to make sure that they're doing their best to keep their systems up. Because you imagine if someone is able to get into these electrical grids or get into these uh, uh, communications grids, it creates havoc for the community. And that's, that's a, you know, that's, as bad as it is sometimes to have the computer in front of us, some of the things we, we see and read and, and, uh, and you just shake your head at. But, is, think, you know, not having that, we're so used to having that. That is part of what we do every day. Electricity, obviously, we have hurricanes here. We all know how it feels to not have power for three weeks. Oh, yeah. But in advance, we have advanced knowledge of that most of the time, so we're, we're able to prepare for that. Same kind of thing we're doing with the Homeland Security planning that we do for Liberty County, we're planning for those kind of outages when they we don't expect them to occur. So instead of planning for a hurricane that we know is coming, we're also planning for things that could happen. How do we handle that if it does happen? How do we keep the, the local government up and running, even if it's not a terrorist event of some sort or some reason uh, that they... Liberty County is probably not going to be chosen out of all the counties in the United States or in Texas, but look where we sit. We sit... 40 miles from Beaumont, roughly, and 40 miles from Houston. We're dead in the center of two of the biggest uh, target areas in the country. So we work very, very diligently with our friends in Beaumont, Jefferson County, uh, Port Arthur, Orange, and with our friends over in Harris County, and uh, even as close as Chambers County. All the chemical plants that are there in Chambers County are big targets as well. Now, that's the thing. You have those the different chemical plants, the different uh, manufacturing uh, uh, chemical, uh, whether it's, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, petroleum or, you know, Dow or any of those out there. And they all are targets for uh, security. And and one of the things that you and I were talking about that just surprised me, people don't realize, I know I didn't, Beaumont's uh, situation uh they're a big port that I didn't realize they were that right. big a deal. Uh, yeah, they're you know they're they're a large port and they're uh, they're like the number one port in the United States for shipping uh, military uh, material out of uh, uh, vehicles, things of that nature. Uh, they have one of the the uh, largest ports over there for that. So you know with with that going on, you know those things are going to be targets with Houston and the Ship Channel and all of those. Uh, I don't envy my buddies over there huh. in Houston that have to deal with that on a daily basis. They do a great job, by the way. I mean, Harris County, Houston, uh, even Montgomery County now, that place has exploded in population. Huge, uh, huge undertaking over there with new facilities coming in. 
and, and so they do a great job on day to day. And we're not, you know, we're not sitting there with them day to day. What are y'all doing today? But we are in the planning stages. We have what's called a, a, a Homeland Security Coordinating Committee there in Harris County. It's made up of representatives from all 13 Houston, Gallatin area councils of governments, which includes. Uh, Liberty County and Chambers County and Harris County, the bigger counties, Montgomery, Rosoria, uh, Galveston. And so we're all there at the table talking about, hey, if something happens, are we all on the same page? Do we know how to reach you? Do you know how to reach us? Because obviously if something happened here in Liberty County, we don't have the resources to to handle uh, what's going to be needed to take care of that situation. But our buddies and, and our friends and our coworkers uh, in the same field in Harris County do, so they can help us. It's and more likely they'll be helping us. Yeah, We're speaking with Tom Branch, and he is the coordinator for the Liberty County Emergency Management and Homeland Security. Both of those are important, and we're sp- talking mainly uh, right now about Homeland Security. We will mention, uh, remind everybody, because uh, it is hurricane season, so we'll be reminding you a little bit about the things you need to do for that, too, but uh, wanted to talk and and kind of explain to people that we do have someone and an agency here in Liberty County that is involved in that. And, and like you say, you have to work with them. In a lot of cases, those big areas, it would spill over because, well, Dayton and down in that area, you're not very far from uh, uh, major chemical plants right there. And, and, uh, as you said, equipment goes through there, uh, all Cleveland, Dayton, Liberty, all of over to Beaumont to be shipped out. So, sure, sure. it's uh, it's right there at your doorstep. Yeah, there's you know one of the things we've talked about before here is that uh, you know the, if something on a large scale happens in Houston, you know we 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 have uh, there's a, you know, we have a plan for our strategic national stockpile, our ability to our ability in Liberty County to pass out. Uh, antib- antibodies for anthrax, for example, or whatever the term may be, as far as you know, uh, being able to get those medications out to the folks in, in the community if something happened here. But what happens is, let's say in a, some sort of attack like that took place in Houston, say it happened on the northeast side or some kind of issue occurred at the ship channel. Human nature tells me that people are going to flee that area, yep. and it, they're going to be here in no time. So <laughs> let's assume that some anthrax issue was to occur in Houston or in that area, or at least they thought it did. So they're going to leave. Now they come here. By the time they get drive for 30 minutes, they realize, you know, we could be contaminated. So now our staffing here, our hospital staff, our EMS folks, our uh, uh, hazmat teams, our fire guys, our law enforcement have to deal with them. So we have to stay on top of how would we handle that. If these folks showed up here, some issue occurred in Harris County in Houston, and they came this way, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle that? And that's what our job is, to make sure that we have plans in place to address as many issues as we can. There's always something that's that's not going to go like you plan. But we work hard on a daily basis to include all of our fire, our EMS, our law enforcement, our hospital folks. We're, we'll have a meeting here probably in the next month, I think, we'll have another meeting. We just met with, with some hospital representatives and and folks like that, and we'll have some more so that we know what they need when something happens if a bunch of folks show up at their hospital. And that's that's what it's all about, a, a team effort to make sure we're on the same page. 
And we want to remind everybody we are speaking with Tom Branch, and he is a, a coordinator and director of Homeland Security for Liberty County, and he's also the emergency management coordinator. And he and I both will speak up a little bit because we don't want to uh, have it where you, you can't hear us. But uh, one of the things that uh, you and I kind of talked about before, it's not just the things that that – the bad guys that you have to worry about and plan things happen and when you have well i wouldn't want to try to count how many major rail lines or transportation uh methods we have through liberty county but you have to have a pretty good idea because there's stuff that moved down those train tracks and uh, and on the roads that people would be surprised about a lot of different chemicals up and down the road. You know, my predecessor in, in this office was, is still with the sheriff's office next door, and Kim, Captain Ken DeFord used to talk about that. He always said one of his biggest concerns was the chemicals that go up and down the road, up and down the highways here, and he's right. There's a, a number of them. Uh, and, but the rail lines you mentioned, you know, they haul a lot of crude oil through here. There's a lot of other chemicals that go through here. We see train derailments on a regular basis across the country. Yeah. It's, it's a safe way of travel, don't get me wrong, just like pipelines are. Everything is safe to a point, but there's always that accident that can occur. So when that accident occurs, if that, if that rail car carrying those chemicals goes off the track in today's world, was that because of an accident? Was that because of some failure of a, of a part on the train or the track, or was that a, a terrorist event? It's always going to be investigated in today's world. They're going to be looking. That doesn't mean it is, but they're coming. The FBI yeah. is going to be involved. Your your National Transportation Safety Board, your Homeland Security folks initially are going to be looking to see, hey, what's going on? And the last thing the sheriff and the fire departments and all of those folks need to be worried about is, where am I going to put all these people when they show up here? Where, what, that's what we do for them. You know, they're out there. They're in the field. They're looking at that thing. They're saying, we need this. We need this. All these personnel are coming. We're in the background making sure we have a place for those personnel. Everybody knows who's in, 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 uh, in what area, and that's how we help make sure those things work. And you have to do that in advance. You can't wait until after it happens. That's right. You have to have a, you have, to have a working relationship, and you have to have you know, a plan in place. We have a basic plan for the county uh, that has 22 different annexes, and one of those annexes now is a terrorist incident response annex. So we have... A, a, a sketch, if you want to call it that, a structure at least in place to know what we're doing to get, get things going. And there's so many moving parts that are involved. I mean, just in Liberty County, you have 12 law enforcement agencies, you have 15 fire departments, you've got Hazmat, you've got seven different school districts. Now, if you want to, you know, if something goes, goes on around the school, now you've got parents, uh, you've got, uh, you know, bus transportation folks so you got all those people you have 10 incorporated cities so there's a whole lot of moving parts and it's just our job to make sure we can help those moving parts come together so that everything flows as as, as nicely as possible let's put it that way yeah and, and you've got so many people that you do have to work with it people don't you know you, you sit back and you kind of the average guy just kind of takes a lot of that for granted that uh these different uh, law enforcement departments can just interact uh, easily with each other. It's not that easy. It, years ago, they were on totally different radio frequencies, and I guess they still are individually. But when you, at least now, when you get to a 
where you got to communicate, you all have the a method to do that, a frequency, right, that right. you can That's use. That's right. We have, a, we have communications capabilities we didn't have a few years ago. However, that's always one of our weak points. Even with today's, uh, uh, there's been a lot of movement in the last 10 years to a better, much better communication systems, but we still have those areas and those agencies that we can't, the resp- we can't talk to uh, one-on-one without going to a separate channel. So we create these channels, and that's how we, we sit down and we talk, and we say, how do we make this happen? How do we make sure that you can come in and we can communicate with you? So we have partners with uh, various agencies. One's called SETRAC, Southeast Texas Regional Advisory Council. Their main objective is to work with hospitals. Um, they run the medical branch of the uh, uh, down at uh, Transtar in Harris County. They'll, they'll have a seat at the table there. That's who we go through if something happens here to get our medical needs. They have these ambulance squads. Of course, we work with the DPS, who oversees the Texas Division of Emergency Management. They have all the, these other resources. So all of these various players come together, and we're, we have to know that, as you said a minute ago, we have to know that up front, and we have to know each other. We're very, very fortunate here that we know each other, and we work together to make sure we can get those communications channels in place. But there's always going to be some sort of issue, and that's our job in here, while they're out there trying to figure out, is this a terrorist event? You know, an, an example that the, happened here uh, this last week was the uh, or you know the plane crash there in Mississippi from the military aircraft. Oh yeah. Now I haven't had an opportunity to do a lot of research in that, but that brings uh, that's just an example of what can happen that's not really yours. You know what I mean? That plane, uh, a plane can we're right down the road from Harris from Harris County from the airport in Houston. And this plane wasn't even, you know, this, it, so it could fall out of the sky anywhere. That's just an event that could happen. Right. That brings all kind of people into your community. So who, you know, the sheriff, again, the sheriff and law enforcement, they're out there trying to do what they do, and they're not, they're picking up the phone to us, and they're, they're depending on us to get them a building, to get them the resources they need to pull that off, to make it as smooth an operation as it can, and that's what we do for them. That's what we try hard to do for them, and communications is a big piece of that. And these things, like you said, the the airplane that fell out of the sky in that place, it hadn't been that many years ago. It's been a few, but uh, the helicopter that crashed at Targington, sure. no, I mean, there were people from all over there fairly quickly, and they stayed there for a long time. They and really did. And all of these things, you know, uh, they they have to be thought about in advance. You were telling me uh, you're with uh, a couple of uh, different, uh, uh, I guess, councils or things like that, like the one you were talking about, the Houston-Galveston Area Council. Real quick, would you explain to people what that is? I know, I know that's not your job. You know, you're just... <laughs> You're just right. part of the of the group, but a lot of people don't even know that it exists. Yeah, what happens? Uh, just sort of just uh, to kind of give a quick overview of what happens. For example, we over we we uh, work with the Homeland Security grants. So there, this is one phase of of HGAC. So we have Homeland Security grants. An example of of that is that's federal money. So that federal money becomes available. The Houston Galveston Area Council of Governments is one of, you know, I, I, I don't want to get in trouble because I just don't remember how many, they call them COGS, C-O-G-S, Council of Governments, how many of those there are in the state. 
but there's one in East Texas, there's one in Central Texas. So I'm going to say 7, 10, I really don't know that answer. But ours is called houston Galveston Area Council of Governments, and it represents 13 counties. So when that federal money becomes available, those 13 counties have HGAC will come together and sit at a table and say, we have X amount of dollars in Homeland Security, what do we need in our region? So it's a more regional effort than it is uh, an individual effort. So we're at the table in Galveston, Harris County, and, that, and they, they do transportation funding because the money comes from the feds, goes to the state, and then the state, that money comes down to those cogs. So it's a cycle of where the, you know, as you would think that it's federal money, they just hand you the money after right. you determine who, who gets it. But it doesn't work that way, and <laughs> I don't have anything to do with that, but that's how it works. The money comes from the federal government, it goes to the state government, from the state does their oversight, down to these cogs, and finally down to us. So it's uh, that's kind of what that is all about. But they do other things other than Homeland Security. There's transportation grants. They do a lot of other things as well. Yeah, they, they cover a lot of different things, everything from drainage to uh, – Busing and, as you say, transportation of all types. Uh, you know, they they just cover a lot of area. We're speaking with Tom Branch. He's a coordinator for the Liberty County Emergency Management, and he's the re- director of Homeland Security for Liberty County coordinator uh, in all these fields that uh, deal with. I guess the one thing in common is that you have to be ready to deal with people that do a variety of different jobs in cases of. Uh, uh, of concern of emergency, right? That's correct. We're you know large sta- large scale catastrophic events. That's what we handle. We don't really handle uh, the day to day operations. We don't go and do those things that sheriffs do and law enforcement does, and uh, that's done out there every day by the men and women that are first responders that that do the actual work out in the field. We're here to support them because when they they can handle their day to day things ninety nine percent of the time. It's that one, you know, that, that little thing that occurs that it's bigger than what they anticipated and it's going to take a lot more resources beyond their normal mutual aid resources. And they would say, hey, you know what, can you guys help us make this happen? We need this or we need that. And so that's our job. We're, we're, we're here to do that for them. And, and we, we like doing that for them. We, want to, we don't want to ever have to do it, but we know we can do it. We have a great working relationship in the community through all of our agencies. They work well together. I was talking the other day about I don't really lose much sleep over whether or not we can pull something together here in Liberty County. I know we can. Will there be errors? Will there be mistakes? Will things things not move as quickly as we'd like? Absolutely. That's human nature. But in general, we're able to do things in Liberty County uh, to take care of the folks in Liberty County, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, we've, you know, you can plan and plan, but it uh, everything changes when it becomes real, and it does. You it know, does. Uh, you we we, and you try to have uh, uh, methods of dealing with that too. You know, the that type of problem. That's what you do. Uh, I guess type of logistics that uh, for the uh, the county. Uh, yeah. Another thing that you touched on, and I, I want to know a little bit more about it. What kind of grants are involved that you uh, deal with uh, for? Uh, homeland security the homeland security grants are usually uh in the region normally in the region we'll see we used to see a little more money a few years back but now there's probably one million to one and a half million i don't think we've been at two million in a while 
that come into the region. So that money is there. There's certain guidelines that tell you what you can use that money for, and they're very strict. And so all of the agencies will put in an application for that money that have an interest in it. Most, I'll say over the last 10 years that I've been on there, most of the money has been on communications projects in the rural areas like ours. Because we didn't have uh, Mr. DeFore, uh, Captain DeFore, again, was in this office, and he, he worked the first uh, phase of getting the current communication systems in place. We had really nothing here, not because we had the county hadn't tried. It's just it wasn't available. The kind of communication towers that were needed, the equipment wasn't there, and it's very expensive. So these Homeland Security grants have been able to get that equipment for these agencies. So our job is to go in there, see what we can find that we need the worst, uh, the most, I guess you'd say. All right. Try to get that funded into our county. And we've been successful with that. Every year, the city of Dayton just got a, uh, this year got uh, some radio equipment and the new tower because they moved their fire, uh, their police station and fire department. Uh, all the cities have, have benefited with radio equipment that we just wouldn't have if it wasn't for that Homeland Security grant funds. Well, that, that's kind of what I was wondering about, what what that uh, entailed. And you, you'd work so many different uh, uh, possibilities, like we were talking about, whether it's a train uh, or with uh, difficulties in uh, the shipping because, well, Trinity River is remains a, a waterway, and in a lot of ways people can come up and cause some problems on that. And, of course, uh, you have to deal with all of those things. And any, I guess the key thing is that uh, catastrophic, catastrophic event, as you said. And we're speaking with Tom Branch, Coordinator of Liberty County Emergency Management and Homeland Security. And one of the catastrophic events that... Uh, is possible, especially this time of year. We have to talk about it, and we need to remind everybody because, as as you like to say, it only takes that one hurricane to come through and really mess up your whole year or That's a few right. years. It, it, it is that time of the year. It's, it's our a fairly busy time for us that we we get to we actually get to see certain people only once a year, and uh, that, that's like they call us up on the, they remember it's hurricane season, and we like that. We're glad to we're glad to go visit with them. But that's a, you know that's another part of what we do here, not only on the on the homeland security side because our job is to give adequate and accurate information to the public and to all these responding agencies about what we know, and then it's their decision to do what needs to be done. So we as it relates to hurricanes or preparedness for hurricanes, our job is to make sure that we tell folks they need to get their water, we tell folks they need to get their food, they need to get their medication, they need to get their uh, can openers, there's toilet paper, all of the things that you need in day-to-day life, you need to have that on on standby for you. And don't wait till the last minute. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and get it. Keep it in, keep it stockpiled. Keep it, uh, keep alert of, of the things that we send out. Uh, we have a job to do, and that is to make sure we tell folks what's coming. If it's a hur- as it relates to a hurricane, this is what we believe is going to occur. Now that person needs to take it from there. It's their responsibility at that time to say, we're going to do this with our family to make sure our family's safe. So our job, give them the data, give them the information, make sure it's accurate, make sure we've given them enough. And we do that through the news media. We do it through many, many, uh, we've got a Facebook page now. I never thought I'd say that. But <laughs> we, we have a Facebook page. You can just Google up uh, Liberty County Office of Emergency Management. You'll find our Facebook page. We post there. Uh, we have 
uh, I'm going to put a plug in real quick for Nixle, which is yes. our warning system. We It's a free service that residents can register their cell phone. All they've got to do is, uh, like you're sending a text message, you just go like you're going to send a text message, send the message to 888-777. So you put up there 888-777, and then down in the section where you would put your message, just put in your zip code and hit the go button. It'll come back and tell you, hopefully it'll tell you it was successful, and then your phone is registered. Or you can go to Nixle, N, N-I-X-L-E dot com, and you can go online there and register your cell phone and your email address. But the big push this time of year is to let people know to be uh, alert to the fact that it's hurricane season all the way through the end of November. We're usually pretty good after September. You know, we, we don't see a lot of late season storms, but it's possible. So the season runs from June until the end of November. And everybody needs to be prepared for that. Well, Tom, I do appreciate you taking the time out of your day. You are busy. But thanks for being my guest today and providing folks with the information that they need, uh, on especially the Homeland Security, because I, for a lot of us, that's just kind of the mystery area. And, of course, uh, for any emergency like a hurricane. Uh, thanks for all your work, and thanks for being my guest. We appreciate you having us on. Thank you again, R.T. Okay, well, I guess that wraps it up for you, Cox Radio. For your information, pick or key up that flat top and take us on home. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.